You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you today. Have you ever wanted to build your own robot? Well, we'll uh, tell you how you can later on. Of course, we'll always uh, be going open line in the last half of the show, taking your tech calls and questions. Andy, lots of uh, interesting stuff happening this week in uh, the tech world. Um, a lot of rumors now about Apple building an Apple car. The iCar. The iCar, what, you know, whatever they want to call it. Um, and this is all uh, because Apple has been uh, apparently hiring uh, a bunch of uh, battery experts and, and car car people as well. Yeah. And so they have like the secret headquarters where all these guys are working on it. And it's very secretive. Even within Apple, a lot of people don't know what's going on. So a lot of people are speculating that they are trying to release a car by 2020. And that's pretty ambitious because they've never made a car <laughs> before. Well, they've never made a phone before it, either. Good right? point. See, what Apple is known to do is getting into these new product categories. They made the first, or not the first, but they made the iPod a yep. digital media player that took the world by storm. Then they made a smartphone after that, which they had no experience in, took the world by storm. If you look at all the phones now, they all kind of look like an iPhone in terms of design. Yeah. Do you think it's a car, though, or do you think maybe these guys are you know, looking how to integrate Apple technology into all cars? Yeah. Apple has so much money, like yes. cash, just sitting around. Right now, they have $178 billion in cash. And their R&D is only $6 billion. So they have a lot of money to just play around and, and figure out new things. We do know that they're always trying to get what's the next product category that they want to get into. And I really think why they're looking into getting a car is they're, they're looking at what Tesla's doing. And they're like, you know what? We could do that. Yeah. I mean, Tesla, um, the, the car company founded by Elon Musk, one of the PayPal founders as well. He's also behind SpaceX that's you know launching rockets chairman over at solar city a big solar panel uh company um they're doing interesting stuff they've made the tesla car they hadn't made cars before so they've come out of nowhere literally and uh really have propelled the electric car to something that is viable now you know unfortunately their cars are a hundred thousand dollars by the time the dust clears but uh over the next few years they're going to be bringing out a lower cost model in the they say the 40 to fifty thousand dollar range which i think will hit mass market if they can make enough of these things well what the first thing tesla had to do was figure out the whole technology behind batteries and i know last week you were showing me that they're getting into the home batteries as well that's fascinating so you know they've obviously done very well designing the battery for the car it's one of the best electric cars out there as far as uh, range. That's a big problem with electric cars, range uh, range issues, right? You can only drive so far before you need to recharge it. Um, the Tesla cars can get hundreds of kilometers, which is amazing. So uh, Elon Musk mentioned that they're getting into designing batteries for homes to store energy. So this is fantastic, I think. In the future, you could have your own solar pal panels, uh, maybe even a little wind uh, turbine that can collect energy. So if the power goes out, or, it's kind of like a generator. Or almost. you're not reliant on the grid for yeah. power. Now, if there's any company that could do that, it's Tesla because of all the money and technology they put into these batteries for their cars. Of course, they can do that. And so now Apple is like, let's let's get into this game because, like you said, Tesla never made cars before. It shows that you don't those barriers to entry to get into car manufacturing aren't as what people think they are. But it's still ambitious. 2020, that's like five years to become a car manufacturer. If, if that's their game. If I mean, it's their game. You know, Elon Musk has complained um, 
publicly, apparently to Bloomberg uh, Business Week, that uh, Apple was looking to hire his workers away. Big signing bonuses, raises. Uh, but, you know, we don't know if that's because they want the car guys or the battery guys. You yeah. know, obviously, Apple, highly interested in batteries. It's what powers all of their devices because they're a mobile device company. Now. Yeah. So, um, you know, whoever can build uh, the better mousetrap, so to speak, when it comes to batteries will truly own that space. It, it will be interesting to see what happens in the summertime when that home kit starts to roll out because Apple really wants to control your home as well. All your different devices, they want to be able to, to basically operate from your smartphone. But if they get into the car as well, it's like our lives will revolve around Apple products. And um, they all make money. <laughs> Apple house, Apple car. Apple house, Apple car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Apple pants. <laughs> what, what is next? Uh, this was also interesting uh, as well. Uh, Lenovo uh, apologizes about uh, pre-installing tracking software. <laughs> On the machines they sell, the laptops. Lenovo uh, bought the uh, the computer division from IBM, you know, a few years ago. Uh, you know, the IBM ThinkPads and, and uh, desktop computers; those are all Lenovo. Lenovo, uh, a Chinese company. They um, they have been installing pre-installing software on their machines, and that's what a lot of computer manufacturers do. Uh, they make deals with software companies to pre-install software on there. Yeah, you know, with. Uh, margins so razor thin on laptops and, and computers. This is another way to generate revenue for them. Unfortunately, they uh, they put something on here that was more of uh, almost like spyware, I guess. Yeah, it's called Superfish. I love the name. Got to say, Superfish. And so it, it tricks your browser, uh, letting it uh, see the communications from you know the e-commerce sites you're going to, the banking sites, uh, your search engine, and then serves up ads based on that. So what it was supposed to do is supposed to kind of figure out what images you're looking at and then give you ads based on those images. But what they found out of what the Superfish does is it breaks the encryption between the web browser and banking, e-commerce, and other sites that handle sensitive information. So it's a loophole yeah. into that. And so they obviously this came out. Lenovo, on, on their part, apologized right away. They were completely transparent. They said, we messed up. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have did this. We did. But now we're going to show you how to get get rid of it. Um, I think that was a good move. But uh, in this day and age, it's funny how they can make a mistake like that, uh, especially when everybody's concerned about privacy and, yeah, you know, and I'm, data breaches. I'm getting really concerned now. You know, I've been saying for years our, our privacy has you know, really been compromised. But uh, there's just so much of this uh, spyware and adware out there that just infiltrates your, your computer. And, you know, I know Windows has built-in antivirus and anti-spyware. But it's not even enough now. You know, I've had to install third-party software to clean my system out on a regular basis. You, you really never know what's going on in your computer. Even like a typical Google search, you know, you're searching for shoes. And next thing you know, you got all these shoe ads all the time. Well, you're being tracked everywhere you go. I know. And it's, it's kind of creepy, I got to say. I, I understand the logic about and, and the problem tailored is, ads. You know, they're tracking you through what they're called little cookies. These are little, uh, you know, little software bits that basically... Uh, tell you know the search engines and the ad serving people where you've been. Yeah. So that's why when you're you know searching about cars, suddenly all the web pages have car ads. It's funny. All the ads I see is for tech products because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking to find out what we're going to feature on our TV show. And next thing you know, I see these ads all the time. Well, you know, it sucks for me because uh, we have a, a family computer in the kitchen, and. You know, come Christmas time, for example, you know, I'm searching for different things for, you know, gifts for yeah. the, the family members. And suddenly, you know, 
all the, there's ads all <laughs> over the place about those gifts. So it's, you know, not so much of a surprise anymore. Yeah, and then there is ways like, do you remember a couple of years ago when Google consolidated all their uh, logins into one? Yes. So everything changed after that. Because now your YouTube login, your Gmail, your calendars, all that was under one login. So now Google understands us probably better than we understand ourselves it's just true. based on what, what we're searching. Doesn't that freak you out? It does. It keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, we've got an interesting uh, segment coming up after the break. Have you ever wanted to build your own robot? We're going to talk to uh, some folks that build robot kits, easy robots. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're listening. You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Later on in the hour, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also find the uh, app of the week from Christina. Have you ever wanted to build your own robot? Well, we might have the answer for you on the line. Right now, we've got DJ Schurz. He's the CEO of Easy Robots. Uh, thanks for joining us today, DJ. Hey, thanks for the invite. So tell us about your robots. What are you guys all about? What are we all about? Well, I love that question. Um, Easy Robot is a platform that allows people to build robots without having to go through all the effort of understanding how to build a robot. So like a robot kit. Exactly. So what we have is little pieces of uh, bricks, and they're called Easy Bits. And they're just like Lego pieces, and they clip together, so you can make all different styles of robots. You can make robot arms to feed elderly people. You can make robots that are your friends that walk around. You can essentially make anything you want out of this platform. Like cool robots, ones that can actually walk? Oh, yeah. We have humanoids. We have hexapods. We actually have a kit which allows people to be able to take something they have in their home and add the robot product to it and make it come to life. So we actually have some larger robots. The biggest one we have is seven feet tall that one of our customers has made. Wow. Can I put, my, right. can I put my teenager in it? <laughs> A cyborg? <laughs> Might be able to ride on the back for sure. <laughs> what made you get into this? You know, it's kind of funny. The story is lengthy, but I know we don't have a lot of time. It was my grandfather, actually. And he said? My grandfather said I was actually – so I have a start – a startup.com type history and internet. And my last uh, company I worked for got acquired in 2002. And I hadn't worked for a long time. I had some cash. I was sitting around. And I started building robots. So I was sitting on, the, on a cab, uh, the, the, uh, the deck at my cabin with my grandfather. And he says, well, you can teach me how to build a robot because I was working on a robot there. And I said, well, no, it's, it's so difficult. There's so many disciplines. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. If you can teach people how to build a robot, without having to understand all these disciplines, you're going to change the world. And I thought, huh, interesting. So I set up to build this robot kit and put it in schools, focus on schools mostly, even though people can buy it anywhere from, uh, from our website or from internet sources for their home. But schools are important for me because it helps children understand how to engage in the robot industry, which is up and coming. What kind of costs are we talking for these kits and these pieces? Well, the introductory cost we have for our current platform is $500, and it includes a camera, which can do machine vision learning. I know that word sounds complicated, but we've made it really easy. Uh, it could do speech recognition. It could be controlled from your phone, etc. And we're introducing a new kit, which is going to be announced next week, which is going to be half the price of the regular kit, and it's going to allow anyone with no excuse to get involved into robotics. 
So you say anyone. So, what, I mean, what kind of knowledge do you have to have to put together your own robot? Oh, that's a fun question because we get, we get customer support emails from the strangest and people in the strangest countries. We're in Ghana. We're in you know, Germany. We're in some all over the place. But some of the people that we get into, yeah, emails from for asking for customer support range in the age of you know, 12 to 70. We, have, we had somebody in their, in, their, in their 60s building a robot wheelchair for themselves when they're older. So the kind of people that are getting involved are all over the place. You don't need a lot of technical experience to, to be able to do it. The concept is we want feedback from our users so we can make the product even easier. DJ, you mentioned that you can program the robots. I'm imagining a computer software does all the programming. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we developed a software package. It's actually how the company really started with software, and we wanted to control other people's robots. So you go to the website, you download the software. It's free. You can download it right now, even if you don't have a robot, and you might even have a robot at home that can be controlled by our software without even knowing. We control Wowie toy robots and the Roomba vacuum and AR parrot drone, a whole whack of them. And how does it how does it work? How does it communicate with the robot? Like what technology is it? Like Bluetooth or or Wi-Fi? It's Wi-Fi. So people are connecting to it over their phone over Wi-Fi or your PC over Wi-Fi, and you get Wi-Fi range. There's Wi-Fi speeds, so you get real-time streaming video, real-time music, etc. And what's your end goal? What's your end goal? What's your end goal? Is it to get all these robots in everyone's homes and then through a back door take control? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Skynet's on its way. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, are these things robust enough? Like, it sounds kind of very hobby-ish. Yeah, so the platform that we, we release is plastic, meaning uh, it's breakable, but it's a safe breakable where it's not going to, uh, you know, damage your finger or because or, the servos and motors are quite strong. So there's a point there where you're going to want the plastic involved. But the circuit board and the developer kit that I was referring to easy, uh, earlier is something that you can add to anything that you already have maybe in your home. For example, an old toy or a lot of people are, are building robots from scratch out of metal. Even some are made out of wood. So the, the platform could be used to scale between the, our little cute robots you can buy off the website all the way up to something you can build at home in your workshop. So this is kind of like the Lego of robots? Oh, yeah. The Lego robots. We're called the Apple robots. We're called the Minecraft the robots. It's kind of interesting. Um, now, you mentioned that you, you're using this for students and kids. How young can someone be and still create a robot? We have users, I think the, the youngest person we have that's posted a video on our website is eight years old. Now, that's not to say that any of the listeners should run out and buy it for their eight-year-old child. Twelve is the age minimal age we recommend. But there's some, you know, with, with kids using iPads and iPhones these days, they're pretty bright. So they, a lot of the kids are actually learning this pretty, pretty quickly. And uh, are you in schools? Like, Is this like a training program in some kind of schools as well? Yeah, surprisingly not as many in Canada. We're having some troubles getting into the Canadian uh, education system because there's a lot of different uh, hoops to run through, where the United States is adopting this quite rapidly. We have a 100% success rate of converting schools and districts over from existing platforms to ours. What's the future for you? You've got these kits going right now. Obviously, you know, getting the price down so it can get into more people's hands is uh, uh, appealing. Uh, but mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in a few years? Well, that's a good question, because the next couple of years, obviously, today, we're planting the seed. So we know that our platform is scalable. We developed this thing not for people. We developed this for NASA. We developed this for Google. So the brains of this thing can be used for space exploration, et cetera. So today, 
if we released a platform for space exploration, people would scratch their heads and say, is it really necessary? So instead, we're fueling and feeding the children for the future. So in the next couple of years, you're going to see kids creating some amazing robotics with our platform. And you're going to see things in space. You're going to see things in mining, places where people generally would be unsafe to go. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find out more information about uh, Easy Robots? They can visit our website at www.ez-robot.com. Thanks for joining us, DJ. Hey, no problem. Thanks for the invite. That was DJ Schurz. He's uh, like DJ. I wish I had a cool name like that. Uh, DJ Shores, he's the CEO of Easy Robots. Uh, make your own robot. Yeah, it's we've cool. Got, it's like uh, can... we've, we've got some in the studio as well. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a Canadian company that's making robots. Uh, it's pretty fascinating, and uh, we had a chance to play it uh, in our studio as well, and they, they work pretty good. Well, it's just amazing the technology you can put into these things now with the cameras and programming them. I remember when I was a kid, I wish I could make my own robots, but, you know, the robot, toy robots you bought back then just kind of walked <laughs> forward. They weren't even robots, really. I, I, I still I, I want to live for a day to see a robot make me an omelet. If that can happen, the future is very, very bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's open up the phone lines. We're going to go uh, open line here on Get Connected, taking any of your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. If you're uh, phoning long distance, we've got the toll-free number here as well. It's one 877 Again, 604-280-9898. 1-877-399-9898. Quickly, you got uh, 20 seconds on the contest, Andy. Well, we just talked about uh, robots. We're going to give one away, an easy robot. It's the Revolution 6. You just got to go to our website to check how it looks. And we've already built it for you, too. So uh, it's already pre-installed. You just got to win it. But you can take it apart again. And you can take it apart and do whatever you want. To it, yeah. So go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Your calls when we come back from the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. Open up the phone lines. Taking any of your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Long distance, it's 1-877-399-9898. We'll jump here to David. How's it going, David? Good morning. Fine, thank you. And you? Good. What can we do for you? A few minutes ago, you mentioned that you use a particular program to clean out your system. Yes. Which program uh, is that? Uh, there's a few different ones I, I've tried. Um, I, I have a Fix Me Stick. If I want like a thorough clean, I will uh, plug that little baby into the USB port. Uh, sometimes it takes a little while, a couple hours, to mm-hmm. go through everything. The nice thing is that uh, it's not dependent on, on Windows or anything. It just boots off the stick itself and ties in with my Wi-Fi network to get any updates, and off it goes. Uh, another one I, I've had some great success with lately is CCleaner. I don't know if you use that one, Andy. No. It's fantastic. It goes through the registry and everything, and it really roots out a lot of junk. You know, and I, it's free. I've I've always had issues with like antivirus software because yeah. I've always found that it slows the computer down. So what I've been using is uh, an online tool to scan for viruses called F-Secure, and you just go to the website. It will scan your computer, and it's no the software. You don't have to actually download it. Yeah. Now that's antivirus. So that's prevent trying to prevent viruses from getting onto your computer. Fix me stick, like you mentioned, that's what you do when you think you have a virus or you, you, you kind of suspect that something might be in there. Or adware or spyware. Something like that. And yeah. so what it does is it's just a USB um, stick that you put into your PC. You reset your computer. It has its own operating system. So it bypasses Windows. 
it can clean your registry and it does it all automatically. It actually will connect with through Wi-Fi to download the latest updates to, and then search your computer for any type of malware and it finds it, it quarantines it, and it just erases it. The, the beauty is you don't have to do anything except to just put it in and reset your computer and then it will do all the work for you. But that's not antivirus. That's kind of cleaning your computer out yeah. of viruses. So that's what you do when you suspect that you might have something on there. And if your computer's running slow, and it's nice just to to check it every once in a while to see what's made it through and bypassed all your antivirus. Yeah, you know, David, just try that C. Go up, up to the web and download that C cleaner. It's, you know, the letter C cleaner. Um, you would be surprised at how much gunk is in your system, even though you think you might be clean. It's it's dirty. <laughs> but, you know, I was having problems with my browsers. Like, they're just being hijacked left, center, right by all this stupid, you know, adware and spyware. Yeah. And so it went through and was able to clean up a lot of it, which was fantastic. But, uh, again, if you want, like, a thorough clean, like, that Fix Me stick is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've used that so many times, not only on my own computer, but, uh, you know, friends' computers as well. It's funny because people were bringing their computers to the office. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, hey, Andy, I'm going to lunch. Can you just uh, stick the stick in? Stick the stick in, reset it. And then they're like, wow, Mike. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they think that you're some like expert. <laughs> well, I was, I guess. I, at one time, at maybe. At one time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump here to Scott in Vancouver. Hey, Scott. Oh, good. Good morning, guys. Um, I'm looking for maybe a re- recommendation on a reading stand to hold an iPad or. Specifically, I have an iPad 4, but maybe something that might be adjustable for other size tablets. And I use mine a lot in landscape mode, if that's an issue. <clears throat> Good question. Um, one one tablet stand that I've been using that I really like because it's so versatile is the Vine bendable stand. It's, it's uh, spelled V-Y-N-E. And basically... It's this weird material that you can kind of bend and, and create your own stand. And it, there's a lot of versatility because you can, if you want landscape mode, you can kind of create your own stand for that. You can do one for portrait. If you're cooking and you want to look at recipes or watch a, a video, you can set it up like that. And as well, it also works good as um, to use as a, a stand for the behind the, the, your seat. So if you're going on long road trips with the kids, you can actually make a little stand and put the tablet there to keep them entertained. And what's cool about it is if, you, if you're not really creative, you can go to their website. They have a Pinterest page where all the different people that bought the stand are creating their own little stand designs. So I would definitely recommend that one just because of the versatility with it. It's also a local guy here, the Chill Pad. Chill Pad, yeah. Yeah, we use those on set. Uh, it's a little more robust, so to speak. I think it's made out of metal. Yes. But, uh, you know, if you need to have yeah. something... Solid. He also makes uh, one for laptops as well. Oh, okay. And he builds it out of aluminum so that if your laptop is overheating, it transfers all that heat away to prevent from uh, any overheating done. And it's really good in the summertime because laptops do get uh, really hot. And you definitely don't want to have a laptop in your lap. You know, and that's one of the biggest issues with uh, computer errors, I find, especially with laptops, is the overheating. Yeah. You know, if you've got that thing on all day... Uh, you know, on your lap or, you know, sitting on a solid desk, uh, you know, sometimes it's going to overheat from the use. It's, you know, the heat's not being dissipated uh, that well. So I, I always like using laptop stands or even like a little wedge on the back of it just so that air can get underneath it as well. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I remember back when people used to build PCs and towers. I built one and I overclocked it and and then it, it, it almost melted because <laughs> I didn't put a big enough fan in there and uh, yeah. the power supply wasn't big enough. And I had all these USB ports being used and it just 
it almost melted. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, you definitely want to make sure you give good, uh, I Ventilation. guess, air circulation. Yeah. We've opened up the phone lines here. We're open line on Get Connected, taking all your techie calls and questions, 604-280-9898, 1-877-399-9898. When we come back from the break, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here. Later on, we'll, uh, or soon, app of the week. Mm-hmm. I know what that uh, is. We've opened up the phone lines here, taking any of your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898, 1-877-399-9898. If uh, you're phoning long distance, you'll phone for free. Absolutely. The contest, uh, Andy, it's pretty cool. Yes, we're giving away the an easy robot. This is called the Revolution 6. It kind of looks like a little critter. It's got six legs uh, that are all programmable with your laptop, so you can make this thing walk around. It's got a built-in camera. And we've already assembled it for you because we featured it on our television show. And so now we're going to give it away. It's pretty cool. It's it's really cool. I think it's great for kids. You know, like DJ was saying that um, as young as eight, I think I, I would have definitely, if I was an eight-year-old, I would definitely be in this whole robot game because I was playing with Lego as a kid. And uh, this is just a high-tech Lego 2.0 style. All you got to do is go to our website to check this robot out, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Just hit on the contest tab to enter and win the Easy Robot Revolution 6. Interesting. Uh, another uh, thing I saw on the news uh, this week, uh, Andy, about Sony. Uh, rumors saying that they're going to scale down their whole uh, mobile effort, like phones, uh, either scaling it down dramatically or maybe even getting out of it. Yeah, Sony is um, one of those companies that really hasn't made a profit in a long time, especially in the mobile. Their Xperia phones are actually really, really good. Yeah, they have, they're waterproof, so you can like take calls in the shower if you really wanted to. <laughs> uh, the camera is amazing. The screen, everything, all that technology that Sony has, they've put into this phone, but nobody's buying it, and they're not making money. But I don't think any smartphone manufacturer is making money outside of Apple. And so, Samsung a little bit. Samsung maybe a little yeah. bit, but uh, even they're seeing their margins go down. So if Sony gets out of the mobile, I think that's a big mistake because smartphones— Is it like if it's dragging them down, like but, they're not making any money? But smartphones are like remote controls of our lives, yeah. and it needs to complement all the other Sony products. The, the one product that they're really doing good with is their PlayStation. Yeah. That is very, very strong, but they've seen—Sony as a company has struggled, especially Sony Pictures— with the, the big hack over the interview. Um, so they've had a lot of troubles lately, and they're trying to turn it around. They're trying to make a profit, and one of the things they're considering is getting out of the whole mobile business or selling it, and I think that would be a bad move. They just got to innovate somehow and get people. What, yeah, but what can they innovate? Like, you've got Apple. They're a juggernaut. You've got Samsung that's just eating their lunch. It's funny, um, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a big spat between Motorola and Apple right now where they're kind of going back and forth, taking shot at, at each other because Motorola with their Moto X phones, you can customize them online. So if you want a certain play, if you want a certain look on your phone, you can do that online and they'll ship it to you. Johnny Ive, is, it, is that his name? Yeah. Johnny Ive, uh, the designer for Apple, was mocking them saying, oh, you're taking, you're, you're taking the design out and putting it into the consumer because you don't have any good ideas or something like that. So <laughs> so that started a big spat. And then yep. they went back and forth, and Motorola came back, and your phones are overpriced. Yeah. We can do the same thing at like half the price. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. But we're not making any money. 
Well, Motorola, well, they just got sold to Lenovo. Yeah. Um, it was originally bought by Google, and then Lenovo bought it. And uh, I love their phones. I, that's what I use. Yeah, you it, are a Motorola lover. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's funny because they're such an old company. You look at some a company like Nokia, where where are they right now? But Motorola has been in the in the smartphone game for a long time. They have probably the best value phones out there. The Moto E, I think you can buy it for like one hundred and seventy nine dollars unlocked, unlocked wow. smartphone. That's pretty good. That can do, I'd say, ninety percent of what an iPhone can do. Yeah. Before I went to iPhone, I I use Motorola's all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I um. I used the Motorola Atrix. Yes. Do you remember that one? That I, one had the fingerprint reader on it, which I loved at the time because no, no phones really had fingerprint readers on it because I was tired of putting my code in all the time to unlock my phone. And it was magical. But, you know, interesting story behind that. The company they used for the fingerprint scanner on there, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're one of the best companies that made those, those fingerprint scanners. You know who bought them? Apple. Exactly. And so <laughs> they, they, now all the other guys have you know, basically had to scramble to find other manufacturers. And, and none of them, I, still, I have not seen one that rivals the Apple fingerprint scanner. Well, Motorola wanted to put that fingerprint scanner into their phones. But yeah. like you said, Apple bought the company. Yeah. And so now they can't do that. And like, well, yeah, they can put a second rate one in. Like, have you tried some of the other ones, like the Samsung one? And, the Samsung I mean, one? It's, it's okay, but it's not – like the Apple one is like – it's just – it's awesome. It mm-hmm. works every single time. But it was interesting because that Atrix phone that you're talking about, that was almost two years, bef- two or three years before Apple came out with their yeah. uh, fingerprint scanner. So they were definitely ahead of the curve. But Apple, with the boatloads of money they had, they yeah. said, hey, great idea. We're going to buy you. Do you and- remember that Atrix? Like you could buy a little laptop dock for it. Basically, it was like a laptop shell like with a screen and I- keyboard, and you stuck your phone in the back. And it basically, because the phone was so powerful made it into like a little mini computer. Yeah, and that was back in 2011. I remember oh, that. Oh, I bought into that dream big time. I, I got the little laptop shell and everything. Yeah. I never used it. Yeah. I used the phone. The phone was brilliant, but I, I never ended up using the laptop shell. Yeah, it was a, it was an intri- interesting concept, but it never really took off. No. Yeah, remember we saw it down at the Consumer Electronics Show yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. They took us into this little room and showed us, and we thought, oh, my God, this is going to change the world. Yes. It did not. Yeah, Asus <laughs> had a similar product, too, yeah. where you, you dock your phone into your laptop. So the phone basically is your computer, yeah. and then you just dock it into a laptop shell, and then you can interact with it. But um, I guess consumers didn't really want that. No, interesting, though, eh? Yeah. You think something's going to be big, but it's not. Yeah, like um, when the, the whole phablets came up, these supersized phones, I was like, no one's going to buy this. No one's going to buy this. And well, Millions of phablets later. <laughs> yeah, m- most smartphones now are at least five inches big. And the original Note, when it yeah. came out, was five inches. And now yeah. they're five and a half Yeah, do you remember when they came out? We're like, oh, my God, yeah, this well, thing is crazy. I was like, what is it? Is it a tablet? Is it a phone? Yeah, it'll never sell, but it did. But it did, yes. So When we come back from the break, we're going to find out what the app of the week is with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. The contest one more time, Andy. We're giving away the Easy Robot Revolution 6. It's a customizable robot. It's got six legs and uh, powered by these heavy-duty motors, allowing for unique and dynamic movement, and you can program it through your laptop. All you got to do is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and enter and win the Easy Robot Revolution 6. Why wait for the robots to come for you? Yes, exactly. Build your own robot to... Build it, program it, 
maybe freak some people out at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that time. App of the Week with Christina. Christina, thanks for coming in the studio. What do you got? I have an app for iPhone today, or iOS, I should say. It's called Noisly, N-O-I-S-L-I. Um, basically, this is an app to create uh, background noise if you're trying to work or relax and either you're finding silence unnerving or you're distracted by other people's conversations or whatever. Um, it's an app that lets you mix your own background noise. So you can select from different sounds like oceans and rain and even, you know, the sounds of a coffee shop and mix them together to create your own productivity or relaxation track. Th this is an actual app? It is an actual app. So you, you turn it on and I can hear the ocean. Yep, but you can actually mix the sounds together. Ocean and a coffee shop. You could, yes. Dreams do come true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, this is interesting. Uh, I know that, you know, in the past there have been these little devices you can get, you know, for your bedside table that would give you the sounds of the ocean or the rain. Birds chirping. Get, birds chirping. Yep. Can you get birds chirping? Yes, you can. So this replaces that. Yes, but it goes a step further because those sounds were canned. They were pre-made. You got what you got. Yeah. Whereas this one, you can actually mix that sound for yourself. Could you could you be like in a coffee shop and record background noise and say, hey, wait a minute, this sounds really good, this background noise. I'm going to no. capture this and put it in the app. No, or, no. or you could just use the record function on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that would be a good way back. to do that, oh, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And how much is this app? Uh, this app is two twenty nine. But if you're not really sure about it, there they actually have a web version, so you can test it out on your PC ahead of time, see how you like it, um, and that's free. And then if you're happy with it, you can download the app, which gives you a few other features, like there's some fade out features, so you can set a timer if you're going to sleep, for example, and you want it to turn off at a certain time. And uh, it actually lets you use it offline as well, which the web version wouldn't. Can you download additional background? No, it all it has them all in there. Okay. But uh, it also lets you save your sounds. So mm -hmm. you can mix all different ones for different purposes and save them to the app and listen to them over and over again. Interesting. Yeah. A coffee shop? Ocean and birds chirping all in one. Mash it all up. <laughs> exactly. Well, there have been studies that have shown that certain sounds can, you know, boost productivity. So this is an interesting way to uh, to fill that need. You don't like the background noise of me like, yapping away on the phone? No, actually, I could live without that. Now I know why she got this app. No, it's because she wants <laughs> headphones at the office. <laughs> I've been requesting headphones for months and... Somehow they just never come to me. Only two twenty nine for this app. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I mean, I could just download. I'm sure that I could download coffee shop noises. Yes, but can you mix them with, I you know, the ocean? Do I want to mix them <laughs> is the question. <laughs> well, you know what, Christina? You should make a mix, and then uh, maybe next week we can... Uh, we can play it. We'll see what your background <laughs> mashup sounds yeah. like. All right, I'll work on that. Do a do a productivity background noise mashup. Well, I think it would be different for everyone, but yeah, I could give it a shot for you, yeah, Andy. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to run out to get this one. Why is my battery dead all the time? Exactly, because <laughs> this background music the is background or, music not even going. music; it's just noise. No background noise. Two twenty nine available yes. for the iPhone.
Yeah. It's like a dream come true. Andy, the contest one more time. We're giving away the Easy Robot Revolution 6. It's a customizable robot that you can program with your laptop. And it has a built-in camera and it can move around the house and you can make it do just about anything. All you have to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. The it's Easy a, Robot easy. Revolution. It's Six. easy. Yeah. When it has a name Easy Robot, you know it's not going to be very hard because that would be like false advertising. So it is actually easy. We, we did it in our studio. and It's uh, actually pretty cool. It's, it's fun. If I was a kid, I would totally be all over this. Actually, I'm an adult and I'm all over this. So, yeah, I we're, think kids will love it. We're pretty simple that way, you and I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> want to thank all the folks that helped uh, put the show together, the Get Connected team. We've got uh, Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer. Of course, chat on the controls that makes this all somehow happen magically. And uh, thanks to Christina for coming in for App of the Week. That's all the time we have left. We'll see you again next time. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off.